cr101radio.com, podcasts, and more. Welcome back to another episode of Preschool Pioneers. I am your host, Jeremy Walker. You can follow us on our parent network, CR101 Radio, on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Gab, YouTube, and Liberty News Radio. And you can now subscribe to this podcast on your preferred platform so you never miss an episode. Visit cr101radio.com forward slash preschool pioneers for these links. So, welcome back. Let's go ahead and get started here. New episode of Preschool Pioneers entitled, P is for Prejudice. The important role prejudice and bias play in the world and why teaching it to children is unavoidable. Welcome back to Preschool Pioneers. My name is Jeremy Walker, as I mentioned. I am a husband. I'm a father of 11 and have been working in early childhood education now over 20 years. The main goal of Preschool Pioneers is to teach and to talk and discuss education and why Christians need to get involved, how they can get equipped, and answering the question, why Christians should become teachers. Well, Christians should become teachers because children are born with prejudice in their hearts. They will be taught prejudice in their homes. They will be taught prejudice also in their school. Nothing will stop a person from being prejudiced or biased. The only question is, will a child's prejudice and bias be of the right kind and sort, or will it not? Well, I know that prejudice and bias, when we first hear the word Well, we go, of course, prejudice and bias is wrong. It's always wrong. It's bad, 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 bad. Well, the reason why we say that, and that is correct, is because people are typically and traditionally meaning prejudice and bias of a racial type. In other words, disliking somebody based on their nationality alone. Disliking somebody based on their ethnicity alone or based on their sex. But prejudice and bias is and can be both good and evil. We mentioned a couple times, and here on Preschool Pioneers, our basis starts from that, from a Christian perspective, from the Bible, the Word of God. And there are both good and bad forms of prejudice. Now, the humanism, it also has its bias and its prejudices as well. It's very easy to see them. If you go out, turn on your TV, watch a news uh, channel, read any newspapers, check social media, you are going to see bias on so many levels everywhere. People that will champion free speech will then also champion silencing others. They, on every level, are biased 
on every level are prejudiced. The only problem is, is that your form of prejudice, your form of bias is evil. But my form of prejudice and my form of bias is good. See, this is easily understood. If we just stop and understand everyone and every institution is prejudiced and biased. The only question is, what is it prejudiced against and for? And for what purpose? So let's go ahead and jump into things as we are talking to, hopefully, Christian teachers and specifically Christian parents as well. We want to explain to you here on Preschool Pioneers this concept and why it is that Christians need to get involved. Not only do you need to ensure that you are teaching the proper bias and prejudice to your children or your students, but also helping others as well. Because others are not going to be silent. Others are not going to be quiet. They are not going to go away and stop teaching what they believe is proper bias and proper prejudice. But they want you to be silent. They want you to go away. They want you to be quiet. So let's jump through a couple things. I mentioned at the very beginning that children are born with prejudice on their hearts. Well, from a Christian perspective, children are born with a bias because they are born with sin on their heart. Their prejudices and their biases are against God, against God's commandments, and against God's people. And that also means any authority at all. Since all authority is derived from God, it doesn't matter if you want to acknowledge that or not. It doesn't matter if a parent wants to acknowledge that they have authority because they are a parent. It does not matter if a civil officer, such as a police officer or president or anything else, wants to acknowledge that their authority comes from God. But it does. So this means that the young child is automatically prejudiced against all, all authorities. And this is why all children hate that dreaded word, no. Well, this is something that is unavoidable, and it's also said why foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The parent's job is to drive it far from him. It's a long process to teach children to overcome their bias against God. It's very difficult to teach them to overcome their prejudices against God's people, God's authority figures, and, of course, to suppress their own sinful desires. Because they're biased. Children are, 100%. They're biased that whatever they want to do is right. And when anybody says that they can't do something, then that person is wrong. That is their bias. Their prejudice is, is that whatever I want to do, I get to do. And anybody who tells me that I can't do what I want to do, or that I'm wrong, well, then that person is the bad guy. And you can see this not in just little children. You see it in all the grown-up children, which we call adults but aren't really, who grow up and think that they go to college campuses and they go on to news reporting programs and they run their mouths because you don't have the right to tell me anything about myself. I can do what I want, I can say what I want, and anybody who disagrees with me is evil. Now, that's their basic and principled bias of humanism. 
is that anybody who's against me is evil. Anybody who is for me is good. The home is naturally going to teach prejudices as well, meaning that there are parents there. This is one of the big reasons why humanistic educators in particular hate the home. They hate the family. I have seen so many people, especially the ones trying to promote these new ideologies, these new freak, radical extremist ideologies about how gender works and how men can become women and all the ideologies that are attached to it. And the number one enemy, besides, of course, God and the Bible, meaning the church and Christians, the number one enemy is the family, because they know the parents are going to teach their bias to their children. It's going to happen. It is unavoidable. Same reason why when some a child is born into a home, and if your family is, say, from Pittsburgh, then the children are naturally going to grow up to support the sports teams, particularly from that area. If it is the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Pittsburgh Pirates, well, all of a sudden, this is a Pittsburgh family because that family is from Pittsburgh and the children are from parents from Pittsburgh, and so they're going to support those sports teams. Well, it also very much, very much is included in the religious foundations, even more so than the silly sports team dedication. But who your parents are dedicated to, where their religious affiliation is, the likelihood that you're going to grow up with that same affiliation is extremely, extremely high. And humanistic educators, they know this. And this is why they absolutely 100% directly and overtly teach against the family and tell children not to listen to their parents. And they'll teach that their parents are wrong. There's so many that I've seen and heard, TikTok videos, YouTube, you name it, where they're open about it. They don't even try to hide it. They're contempt for you and your family and your bias. But their bias is good bias. Their prejudice is good prejudice. And, of course, they are biased against you, the parent, especially the Christian parent. And they are prejudiced against you. And that's good prejudice. But your prejudice against them, especially if they are one of these people promoting new ideologies concerning gender and more, then you and your bias are evil. You and your prejudice don't have any validity, but theirs does. See, you have to understand that prejudice, not only is it unavoidable, it has two spectrums, moral prejudice and immoral prejudice. There's a good type and there's a bad type. Well, schools, and we're talking mainly here about schools, that could be homeschools, it can be uh, general schools, Christian schools, humanistic schools, these are all going to be prejudice and teaching bias as well, just like the home. It is unavoidable. That school has a religious foundation, if it claims to or not. And Christian schools should have a Christian bias, and yes, a Christian prejudice. But what does that look like? Well, let's take a pause here for just a half a second, because I would like to talk about what the Christian bias and prejudice looks like. Well, first of all, it's very simple that in the Bible, we are prejudiced against anyone 
who teaches against God's commandments. So if you're teaching somebody it's okay to steal, okay to kill, then we are automatically prejudiced against you, which means we're not going to help you. We're not going to promote you. We are biased because we are on the side of people who don't want others to steal or to kill, to commit adultery, and more. And people who promote the opposite, well, they are not going to be on our side, and we're not going to be on theirs. It's the promotion of such people, the promotion of what they are teaching, and the promotion of helping that person succeed in what they want to teach, their bias, their prejudice. We are biased and prejudiced on the side of God and his commandments. Especially humanists in particular, they are on the other side. They are biased against God and definitely against his commandments and authority. Now, what does that look like when we say we're prejudiced and biased against people? And you, you better accept it because you are. All people are. And we're going to teach that to students. We're going to teach that to children. And they are going to do the same. But what does it mean in how we interact with people? Let's go through some interesting types of prejudice and maybe see how it works from the Christian perspective versus the humanistic perspective. And I think this is where you're really going to get to see the giant difference here about what we mean by the application and how it actually works. So here's some types of prejudice in the real world and how they work. First of all, you got moral prejudice, and that's kind of what I just mentioned a second ago, where your standard is from and where it's towards and what it is. For the Christian, their moral prejudice, their authority is God. And their moral prejudice comes from God's commandments. So they are biased and prejudiced in that direction. They promote such things. They do not promote the opposite. Humanistically, their moral prejudice, according to what some claim, it's not really what it is, but they claim, is democracy. We want to get the authority figure to be the people. If enough people, 51% of people, want something, then that is the authority democracy. It's not really what they believe, but that's what they say. Two, where is their moral prejudice coming from? Well, their laws come from people, which means that if they can get 51% of people to say that murdering children in the womb is a good thing, then that's what they want to believe, and it is. If they could get somebody to say, 51% of people, to say that killing old people once you reach the age of 65, because after all, maybe they're just a burden on society, then that's a good thing. If they could then get 51% of people to say having sex with people uh, down to the age of four is okay as long as you get the child's consent, then it's okay. Why not? We have it to 18 right now, isn't it? You can have sex up to 18, down to 18, that is. Or if you have a 17-year-old with a 17-year-old, that's also fine. They're allowed to consent. That's not illegal. It's not forbidden. Then, of course, there's the two-year gap. So a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old, okay. 15-year-old and 13-year-old, okay. So now we have different gaps that allow for sexuality for different people. So all we have to do is decide for ourselves where we want it to be, and it can be. We can make incest okay. We can make rape okay. We can make murder okay. You can make anything you want okay if you just get enough people to agree. But that's not really where the humanists get their moral prejudice. It's really anarchistic individualism. 
which means I get to decide for myself what is good, and no one can tell me otherwise. And that is strict anarchistic individualism and chaos will eventually erupt, which is what you really do see in our society. We also have a civil prejudice. In the Christian perspective, a civil prejudice is very simple. Those people violating God's commandments, God's laws, including the civil laws, those are the people who are punished. And, of course, the judgments, and it's what happens to a person who steals, also comes from God and his standard as well. That is the Christian's hope and civil prejudice. But what does that mean? It means for the Christian, if a man steals, according to God, he must pay restitution based on what he stole. If it's a candy bar that he stole from the local shop, he has to not only pay back one candy bar, but two. Double restoration. That's it. Now, under the humanistic standards of civil justice, it is following the civil codes. And those can jump and move and be changed all over. Where with God's law, it can't be. Because God is the law giver. He's the law creator, the law maker. Under civil prejudice from the humanistic side, they are the law givers. They are the law creators. And you cannot even fill an entire museum with all the laws that are on the books for the United States of America and how many different ways that you can become a criminal. However, by the strictest count of God's laws in the Bible, many of which are actually duplicates and otherwise, and most of them are not even civilly enforceable, 618 laws. That's it. 618. You could fill 618 buildings if you wrote out all the different laws that are on the American books. So this is the difference here. And, of course, people define criminality based on the laws that it possesses, and it is prejudice against such people. There's the concept of hate speech that our humanistic, uh, understandable non-friends like to spout. But every word out of their mouth is hateful. But here comes the perspective part, the bias. What they say to and about you is not hate speech because of their prejudice and bias. But what you say about them, even if it's not meant to be hateful, just saying that they're wrong, that to them is evil. And their prejudice and bias against you and claim you have hate speech. They would love nothing better, nothing better than to say, uh, change the laws to where they could then say anybody who says X, Y, and Z can be criminally prosecuted and then put you in jail for disagreeing with them and call it hate speech. So every civil government is biased and is prejudiced. The criminals, which we call criminals, are those who violate that system or that civil government's laws. And it is going to promote those who keep them, and it is going to be biased against and punish those who disagree and break its laws. So all civil government is prejudiced and biased. There is also the concept of personal prejudice and bias. And some of these are not good or bad, but are personal preference. 
And these things you cannot get away from. And, of course, you should not even attempt, should not even attempt to suppress, because then there goes man's freedoms. See, personal prejudice allows for people to have community with those they wish to have community with, or not to. It's okay for people to want to congregate together with people who are like-minded. It's kind of like the people who have art classes and groups and chess clubs and all kinds of manners of other groups that people congregate themselves with, if it's the gamers or the footballers, whatever it might be. But you're allowed to have a bias and a desire to group with certain people that are like-minded. That also goes with people who are from the same nationality. Very, very common for people to congregate together who have a, a similar background societally. Those people who speak the same language is a very big one. They will generally and normally congregate with people of the same language as well. And culture. And generally, culture does have to do with ethnicity. That is a very big part of it. And it doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean you have to try to force people to want to group themselves with people that they don't necessarily have anything in common with. But also, they can try to do so. One way or the other, there is nothing wrong with a personal type of prejudice and bias based on personal preferences. That's perfectly okay. Now, this also goes into familial prejudice. And this kind of goes exactly along with it because there are personal preferences that go with this stuff. And families can promote or not promote whatever that they want as long as they are doing so based off of personal preference and they're not seeking to harm another person. They're not seeking to suppress another person. See, Christians have a limitation on the personal and familial prejudice. God has given them the concept that you're supposed to treat others as you'd like to be treated, the golden rule, as we like to call it. Now, we don't have that for the humanists. They do not have that. If they don't like somebody because they're different from them, their personal bias can seek to harm other people. Their, their harm can seek to destroy other people, to put them down. But the Christians aren't allowed to do that. Though we are allowed our personal preference and bias, it does not mean we're allowed to seek on a personal level to harm somebody on any sorts, for any reason. But the humanists don't have that, and it shows. There are, of course, educational prejudices as well, and these are very disturbing at times because the Christians... Everyone is allowed to have an education. In fact, it's highly promoted. It does not matter where you come from, what you look like, or if you're male or female. But everyone should be educated, and everyone should be taught morals, and, of course, even how to work and how to take care of people. That's not the case with humanistic educational prejudice and bias, and the world is around, around the world has been seen, where males were given education but females were not where certain people were educated and others were not. And throughout history, it's been one culture, one society, one ethnicity after the next. But only true Christians have an unprejudiced educational system that is going to hurt somebody. Our prejudice is that of, of course, promotion of all people. Humanistic is not. And on top of that, there's been a very disturbing concept, and the concept is People of different backgrounds, societies, depending on where you live, inner city, outer city, country people, uh, wealth, what kind of family you come from, changing grades. 
where some people are going to get a higher grade even though they actually tested lower because of where they come from, because of what ethnicity and background they come from. So these kind of concepts are very disturbing. And it goes much further into entertainment and all the rest. But I'm hoping that you're starting to understand you cannot get away from prejudice and you cannot get away from bias. The only true question is, is our prejudice and bias going to be based on God and his law? Or is our prejudice and bias based on ourselves, our humanistic organizations, institutions, and groups, or not? Are we going to be restricted because all mankind are sinners? We are all, as I said at the very beginning, prejudiced in our hearts, and it is not a good godly prejudice of any sorts. But it is one thing that is going to happen. It is unavoidable. But under God's law, with God as our authority, our prejudice is pointed in the right direction, a proper prejudice, a proper bias for the promotion of others. And then the question is, is what do we do when others hate us and are biased against us? How are we supposed to react? Well, God is very clear on this subject. We are supposed to treat others as we would want to be treated. We are supposed to be nice and caring and loving towards people who hate us and spitefully use us as Christians. That's how we're supposed to act. But for these others, humanistic educators will not promote this. They seek the destruction of those who are against them. We seek to help and promote others and to love, to properly love. And so Christians need to become teachers so this love can be properly taught. Thank you for joining me. This is Jeremy Walker signing off.